0: Hello and welcome back to the Thundersticks Podcast. I am your host, Ben Kreider, and today I am going to be going over yesterday's Thunder Minnesota Timberwolves game. We played them in a back-to-back at the peak. Gonna be talking about everything that happened in that one, talking about SGA, talking about Mike Muscala and Ken Rich Williams. So, just getting right into this game, my game preview... It's pretty off, honestly, because, um, I believe I said, I didn't know if Dort or SGA or any of those guys will be playing because they actually were not listed by the time I recorded it. They actually all played. So SGA got to play, Dort got to play, so did Teo Maladone. All three of those guys got to step on the court. The only person who did not is George Hill, and obviously he is going to be out for a while. So really no surprises there, but also Al Horford, he had to rest And that meant there was a really funky starting lineup for this game. SGA was running the one. Maladon was at the two. Kenrich Williams got to slide in at the three. He looked really good in the last one. So might as well give him another crack at the starting job. Lou Dort got to play at the power forward position. And Darius Baisley played at the five. So this is two games in a row now where you kind of saw some funky lineups. We saw in... Friday's game, Diallo was at the one. I think Williams was at the two. Roby was in there somewhere. Then we had Baisley and Horford. Now you gotta change things up with Horford out. You gotta figure it out. You're not gonna put Muscala in there. Move up Baisley to the five. See how it goes. I mean, he's six foot eight. Nas Reed, his man, is only six foot nine. Difference is Basley is like two hundred and twenty some odd pounds. Nas Reed is about two seventy. So that's kind of where you get the little discrepancy there. So Reed was a little bit bigger. But anyways, it didn't matter, because in the first coming minutes of this game, the Thunder just went on a tear once again. If you guys remember, in Friday's game, the Thunder went on an 8-0 run, and the Thunder, they continued that. They went on an 8-0 run to start out the game. I believe the Timberwolves had to call a timeout or something, and then the Thunder just get right back on the court and ball out again. They got up to a 10-0 lead, they scored a bucket, and then OKC drained a three ball so they had a 13-2 lead to start everything out and Darius Baisley he was the main dude leading them at this time so Nas Reed just could not keep up with Baisley he had seven points and four rebounds in the first six minutes of the first quarter and they kept attacking inside believe it or not you'd think you know maybe with the smaller lineup you try to get Nas Reed maybe a little bit shooken up try to get some three balls maybe you know driving dishes Nope, they were going right into attack mode. They got Kendrick Williams having a play at the three. I believe the Timberwolves, I mean, they kind of have a small lineup running right now. I mean, they had Ricky Rubio at the point guard spot. They had Beasley at the two and Anthony Edwards at the three. And Anthony Edwards, he's six foot four. Williams is six foot seven. So he was slashing into the basket. I mean, everyone was just trying to get theirs on some of these smaller defenders. And that's how you're getting all those buckets around the basket early on in the game and the thunder they just kept piling shots on over and over again and and by the end of this first quarter they set a season high record for points in a quarter at least for them they had 43 points in the first quarter alone they outscored them 43 to 24 and oklahoma city they simply could not miss they shot 17 of 28 in that first that's good for 60 percent. and outside they didn't shoot much they shot 10 three balls but they cashed in on four of them so that's not too shabby either minnesota timberwolves they just could not keep up the pace they shot 10 of 24 which is not terrible that's 42 percent but you can't really match up with someone shooting 20 better than you from the field so so oklahoma city put a big exclamation mark on this game in the first 12 they were up 43 to 24 seemed like the timberwolves would probably be struggling to get back in this game and at first i mean didn't seem that bad uh minnesota they were guns blazing out that second quarter but so were the oklahoma city thunder neither side could miss anything they shot near identical from the field in the second quarter minnesota shot 13 of 22 that's 59 percent from the field and oklahoma city they shot 12 of 20 so they shot 60 percent 78 points were combined in that second quarter alone and it was good for an 83 to 62 lead for the oklahoma city thunder heading into halftime minnesota had some quality pieces in that first half malik beasley had 13 for them Jalen noel who was beasting on friday he followed up with a 12 piece in that first half and anthony edwards he already had double digits with 10 points but it was nowhere close to OKC's best. Mike Muscala could not miss. He had 22 points through that first half on 7 of 7 shooting. Shea had 14 points, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists in 17 minutes. And Darius Baisley had 11 points on 4 of 6 shooting in just 12 minutes. They ended up snapping, or I guess making... A franchise record in that first half they had 83 points 83 I don't know how much they've scored in one of these games where they've gotten blown out but it may be close to this 83 mark you know they could not miss a shot for anything they shot 10 of 19 from downtown 52 percent they had 32 points in the paint and they had 19 attempts at the free throw lines so they were getting it done everywhere I believe the previous record for most points they have scored in a half has been 79, so they ended up crushing that by 4 points. It may be sitting there for a while because that's a pretty hefty number you're looking at right there. And I'm actually going to be highlighting even more about that half because I seriously think it deserves its own podcast. I'll probably be talking more about it tomorrow, but yeah, just, just keep that in mind. Anyways, just going into this third quarter though, The Timberwolves had an absolute mountain to scale if they wanted to try to get back into this game, and they absolutely did. And their game plan, it shifted. They went from trying to shoot the three ball a ton to let's try to work inside. You got Nas Reed, who clearly has an advantage over Darius Baisley. Let's work inside. So they kept force feeding the ball to Nas Reed, and he ended up scoring their first 13 points in the quarter. For them, and he led them on a 19-3 run to cut the deficit to just five points. And OKC could not buy a bucket in that time. They shot one of nine in that span. So it gets cut down big time. The Thunder, they kind of got back into the gist of things. They got it up to nine points at one point. So they got four, four more points on the board with a little streak there. But then Anthony Edwards, he kind of came into his own again, dropping six straight. Points. And at one point, Minnesota actually cut the lead in that third quarter to just a single point. So they ended up outscoring the Thunder 32 to 13 in the third quarter. Just a complete switch of things. Minnesota, they shot thirteen of twenty seven, so forty eight percent in the quarter. OKC shot just six of twenty-five. So they didn't even make a fourth of their shots. They shot 24% from the field, and OKC, they were kind of on the hot seat entering this fourth. They were up just 96-94, to and they coughed up the lead. They got the game tied up. Minnesota looked very solid in the first going minutes, and in Minnesota's first chance to take the lead, Jalen McDaniels, he kind of just freaking Elbowed Mike Muscala right in the face. He goes hard to the ground. As you guys heard, Mike Muscala killed it in the first half. He actually had to leave the game after that blow to the face right there. I guess he was trying to go for like some little rip through move to get up a layup, and it just totally hit him in the side of the head. He was out for that. I believe, yeah, he's in concussion protocol now, actually. It was a pretty nasty hit. The refs reviewed it for a flagrant one or flagrant two. They just ruled it a common offensive foul. I don't think there was any malicious intent there from McDaniels. But if you saw the the shot that he took, you'd think that at least signal a flagrant one. I mean, this guy is going to be out a couple games off that one shot right there. But after that, I mean, Minnesota, they kept going at things. We didn't have Muscala anymore and they were able to take the first lead with just below 10 minutes left in the game. And Jake Lehman, out of nowhere, he comes out and hits two three-pointers to get the Timberwolves lead up to six at one point, point. and then it just turned into OKC trying to fight back from behind. Just complete role reversal from that first and second half. Taylor of two halves right here, and OKC they had to look towards their best player of the night and so did Minnesota and for the Timberwolves it was all about Nas Reed he was just working inside on Bazley or whoever he just had an open look at the basket every time I mean he's just looking right over him getting a little hook shot in maybe backing down a little bit get a bank shot layup SGA he just had to keep penetrating and he got the game tied up for OKC and then Nas Reed was kind of firing back over and over SGA kind of won this battle between Reed with the last 90 seconds left in this game because SGA got OKC their first lead for a little while with just 120 to go and nobody was scoring. So OKC had the ball with 29 seconds up two points and the ball ended up going to Kenrich Williams. He jacks up a mid-range jumper and it was no good. So with 5.2 seconds left, the Timberwolves had a chance to tie or win this game ricky rubio was inbounding the ball and of course you got to give it to the hot hand nas reed he was unstoppable so he ends up getting it around the baseline and he grabs it starts trying to drive in he actually gets off a pretty clean look he got right around his defender goes up with the right-handed layup but it was too strong off the rim okc was able to scrape this one out 120 to 118 for the timberwolves this was a hard fought game they just were not able to close things out at the end of it i mean the fact they were able to rally around and even make this a contest really is it is it's a true testament to what they can become i mean they've been struggling all season this is the real first push we've seen from them we've seen them slip up leads this is one of their first games of the year where they kind of were in the other side of things, where they were trying to claw back, and they actually made it a real contest. Nas Reed just completely went off, career high of 29 points on 12 of 21 shooting. 42% three-point shooter, only shot four threes, just one of four from there, but he made it work trying to work on Baisley down low, and he only had six rebounds attached to his name i'm a little bit surprised about that i would have thought you know being a center he would at least get a double double but nope he was just all about trying to get the buckets and played his role extremely well able to kind of carry them anthony edwards he kind of was hidden in the timberwolves back pocket on friday he didn't really do much shot really inefficient this game played a lot better 8 of 16 from the field 2 of 5 from downtown he hits the 20 point mark against okc he gets eight rebounds and four assists with him as well so he was really killing it just penetrating to the basket i was very surprised at how crafty he was in the first game he was kind of just jacking up shots over and over around the mid-range area he wanted to work inside and he was making his defenders pay whenever he was trying to drive in so i really like what i saw from anthony edwards i don't know if that was just a one-off thing from him he was very consistent before friday's game against us kind of hit a little bit of a low seems like he's getting back on track so should be fun to see how anthony edwards kind of plays the rest of the season could have someone to deal with for a while in the division with him outside of that though they had three other people in double digits malik beasley had 17 Jalen noel six of eight again he got 15 points we could not stop him off the bench he only played 22 minutes I'm, I'm surprised he wasn't playing a lot more because there was no answer for him at all in either of those games. And then Jake Lehman also seemed to be an issue. He had 16 points in 23 minutes on 6 of 9 shooting, and he didn't just do it on offense. He had 5 steals in this game. A lot of bench production from them to help the T-Wolves out, and they almost were able to get it done. But the Thunder, they just had a bit more firepower to them. They had 7 players in double digits. Everyone in the starting unit dropped double digits, actually. SGA, he had 31 points on 12 of 22 shooting, 2 of 6 from downtown, and he had 9 rebounds and 7 assists, so he almost got a triple-double in this game. Darius Baisley, he was really hot in the first 6 minutes of the game, kind of cooled off a bit. Still a solid stat line, though. 13 points, 4 rebounds and assists and a steal in 26 minutes on 5 of 10 shooting, and Dort, Maladone and Kenrich Williams all had 10 points for themselves. Off the bench though, Mike Muscala, absolute killer, X-factor in the game with 22 points, 7 of 12 shooting, and 2 of 5 from downtown no answer for this man i believe he had like three or four and one opportunities in the first half alone and i'll be discussing his play in a little bit but how about hamadou diallo mr consistent yet again he played 31 minutes off the bench 15 points six rebounds and three assists on pretty solid shooting again six of 13 off of practically all drives he ended up shooting four three-pointers actually just one of four So if you end up taking those out of the equation he was five of nine when going inside and he even had two trips to the free throw line in the game. So great to see it from him. I mean that real push from the first half ended up carrying us but you still got to respect the ability for the Thunder guys to close this game out. Statistically pretty much look deadlocked. Both teams shot in the low 50s in terms of field goal percentages the Timberwolves shot 33% from downtown and OKC shot just 36. Pretty equal all around. Timberwolves and Thunder actually were really close in the free throw department, which normally that's not the case. Timberwolves actually shot 22 free throws to the Thunder's 20. So pretty close game and you can just tell by looking at the numbers. I think there's a lot of great stuff from the game though. And it's just, I think number one, just the resilience. Resilience is Is the key here. We have heard the Thunder guys talk about resilience pretty much every single game. And as annoying as it may seem to get, it's really it there's some truth in it. There's really there really is. And after going for 83 points in the first half, the game pretty much seemed already over. You know, I was expecting Pokachevsky to fly back from Orlando. Maybe he can get some minutes. Same goes with all the G League guys. It seemed like we had a very comfortable lead and we didn't really have much to do. Just throw out some of the younger guys and see if they're able to make any more impact in the game. But then the Timberwolves, they started fighting back. And as Shea said in the post-game, he said that they just left off the gas. They allowed the Timberwolves to come back in the game. And when it mattered most, they kind of needed to go off. They let a 21 point lead pretty much just poof out of the air. And they span about five minutes. And I the like, I'd say three, four minutes of this game, it looks like the Thunder were gonna end up losing, especially after Lehman got hot from outside. But they ended up flipping the switch in survival mode and were able to take this game away. It starts with SGA. He had 13 points in the fourth quarter on six of eight shooting. And Ken Rich Williams, he was big, chipping in six rebounds in that fourth quarter alone. And they ended up freezing nas reed inside could not stop him but in the final minutes he was pretty bad he had a bad pass and he also missed his final two shots including that potential game tire that's how you end up getting the w in the peak i think you got to highlight three players in particular, when you're looking at how the Thunder were able to come away with the win, and it starts with SGA. He looked like an all-star again, and I mean, it's not even he looked like one. He he should be one. He really should, dropping a crazy stat line, as he did yet again, with 31 points, 9 rebounds, and 7 assists, and in the first half, he didn't really look that great. It was more about other players, like Mike Muscala, for instance, than him. He's kind of hidden in the shadows a bit, just 4 of 10 on shooting. So, that's why he was kind of playing second fiddle behind some of the other people on the roster. But when the game was on the line, he turned up as I mentioned with that crazy efficiency on 6 of 8 for 13 points. And he wanted the ball in isolations. This was no make the extra pass. It just happens to find its way in SGA's hands. No, he was calling everybody off. He wanted the one-on-one opportunities to try to scrape up the points and that he did and defensively he was still looking to be the guy he wanted to take nas reed at the end of the game and he was able to do it very well even though nas reed he's four inches taller and about 70 pounds bigger than shea gilgis alexander is so the fact he even wanted to do this it's risky as hell number one but it's just a true testament to how big a balls this guy has he wanted to be the star of the show and If you're going to try to do that, you need to back it up with your play. And that's exactly what he did last night. He has shown in the chances where games have been close, a lot of the times we've been seeing blowout games, but when it's close, he wants to take control of the basketball game. He has shown the leadership role necessary to pioneer in offense. He can be the future at the one if he continues playing like this. What you don't want to see is a point guard or leader who kind of just shies away when it comes down to the final few possessions you want to have one two or maybe even three guys that want to take the final shot SGA has shown that he wants to be the guy taking the final shots and the ball game and he was doing it on Saturday and if it was not for him if he wanted to sit around and let somebody else try to take control of it the Thunder undoubtedly would have lost this game sga's contributions i don't think could be replicated from anyone else on the offensive side of the ball that's how you see the thunder on the high side for this game it was really that close and the momentum seemingly was shifted to the timberwolf side and sga it didn't even seem like there was much of like a transition of momentum i'd say it's just deadlock possession after possession sga going at it then reed going at it just kind of a whole tug award that sga was able to take away and that's how the thunder won so love it from him he played a hell of a game in that first i mean he was all right he wanted to take the passing role with his five assists but in the fourth he was the man that's why you see the thunder winning think you also got to talk about mike muscala in the game and just how he was playing we've seen him pretty much as just a perimeter shooter this whole entire year and really as long as he's been in a thunder jersey we saw him in the billy donovan era just lingering in the corner playing like patrick patterson just 10 times better than him and with Dagnalton, he kind of has been just a three-point shooter not just in the corners though like he'll set screens he'll be in the pick and pops and also just linger around like the wings and stuff, but i have not seen him kind of just go inside and dig into defenses like he did yesterday night, and the first 16 points from him actually just came from inside, he was getting the ball and kind of just playing like Nas Reed, like as I mentioned, Reed would just get it, look up at the rim and flip it up, that's exactly what Mike Muscala ended up doing in the game, and it wasn't just off of him like getting the ball dumped down low to him he had two offensive rebounds and I believe both times he just got it and immediately looked up to try to shoot the ball change of pace and I think the main reason was the Timberwolves without Carl Anthony Towns actually really do not have a true backup center I think they ended up having to use Jared Vanderbilt as a center at times when Nas Reed was not playing on the floor and if you guys don't know Jared Vanderbilt's really not a true center he's six foot nine just 214 pounds so kind of like Darius Baisley really and I mean Muscala is not the most like refined inside player but we also have not seen him work down low that much so he kind of surprised some people in the game just trying to work in an area that has kind of just gone uncovered in his two seasons with the team but he kept working at it and he was getting the results he wanted. As I said, he got like three or four just and one opportunities. People were trying to just get over to him because he was the number one option in the first half. He had two or three guys on him, and he was still trying to get the ball up, and he was still cashing in on shots. And whenever they kind of just focused down low, he stepped outside and got some three-pointers. So he had 22 points all in the first half. In that second half, he really was not all over the court again he kind of was just back to usual didn't play a ton in the second half in comparison to the first and once he just got pretty much annihilated out of the game that was wraps for him but you could for sure know uh that he if he was playing in that fourth quarter he would have been scoring more than 22 points for the end of the night so big breakthrough from mike muscala and there was a big breakthrough with kenny hustle In the game as well. He had six rebounds in that fourth, and that pretty much is what helped SGA get all these extra chances. A lot of them came on offense. There were some on defense as well, but I think the offensive ones mean a lot because these were a lot of just off-the-bounce, you know, it's not like up in the air and someone just snags it. This is one where it just the ball shoots off the rim, bounces like three, four times. Anyone's game. Kenrich Williams is a guy who's going to sprint full steam ahead to get the basketball, dive on it, pass it out, call timeout, whatever he wants, or just pick it up and try to do things on his own or get it to another guy. And he was just making very smart reads. I don't think there's another person on the team who would be doing that kind of stuff. Lou Dort, I think, is the only other man in contention with him. But you take Dort out of the equation, no one's even close to what he was doing. He pretty much saved us. You're not going to see it on the stat sheet. And when people talk about the game, it's not going to be about Kendrick Williams, but that's exactly what he's known for. He's known for kind of being unknown, as crazy as that sounds. A lot of people just sleeping on the man and he's going to continue making positive efforts to the squad. I think offensively is where he kind of has just become more of a staple of the team these past two games. He's become very deadly in the back door. We have just seen him as a dude hanging outside. Now he's trying to work inside, and we're seeing his true potential from there. He had a lot of smaller dudes in Minnesota with him, and that's why he kept trying to drive in. Ended up working, and even when he had the ball in his hands, he was trying to drive. He did it against the Houston Rockets. He did it against the Houston Rockets on Wednesday I think he had a little scoop finger roll I don't even know what the shot was he he absorbed a ton of contact from Victor Oladipo off the drive though and converted on it pretty much what he's been doing I mean if he sees a matchup that he likes he will go into attack mode he's not all about just passing it every single time and he's a bit sluggish but he's able to make up for it with the size of him being six foot seven able to look over smaller dudes and get the shots that he likes. I don't think a single team would shoot this guy down. I think if there was a trade offer to like a contender or something, they would scoop this guy up. He's on a crazy good contract right now, and he's bringing so much to the team. He's going to be slept on, total gym. I don't know exactly if he's going to continue playing like starting level minutes or not, but he definitely deserves it. But other than that, guys, that is going to wrap up today's episode. I thank you all for listening, and I will talk to you all next time. See ya.